Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Cannabis, the podcast in which we're trying to understand how cannabis impacts our mind, body, and spirit, and what are the changes that it's doing to our to our consciousness. And today is another follow-up with Don, who is doing Consciously High, the program uh, that introduces moderation in our use of cannabis. Um, so uh, we're going to hear from Don how she's doing and going to continue our conversation to try to see how she's doing with her cannabis break. We'll start right away. Hello, Don. Hello. So it's been two weeks since we last spoke. Right. Two weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, last time we we spoke was about a week into your um, introduction into the cannabis break, right? Right. Yeah. And your first week was pretty pretty nasty because you had uh, an outbreak of the condition you're you're suffering from. Um, and you didn't have cannabis as your go-to medication. Um, and now it's been three weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, your cannabis break is 12 weeks? Yes, 12 weeks. All right. So we're at, the, um, at, the, uh, at week three, right? Right. We, it's been, 20, is it 20 days or 21 days of no cannabis and then... I had the, the week, the prep week. So the prep it's, week. I would be, I think, coming to the end of the program if I were doing the, the 28 days. Excellent. So yes. how are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing better than the, the last time we spoke, for sure. Um, I wanted to wait until I had some good things to report back because the the I swear the, the universe is testing me because <laughs> after my first struggle that week through um i was starting to feel good on that you know that uh next day that monday i was like okay now i'm gonna have a good week i was prepared for that and um i started to not feel well i started to feel sick and i thought oh am i getting covid you know that was my first thought like what's going on you know so i I went and got a test to try to rule that out, and that, that I was negative. I, I didn't have COVID, thankfully, um, but I was getting the symptoms of sore throat and headache and a cough and wheezing, and, wow. and I'm thinking, this is like, I'm like, why is this happening? I'm not smoking, you know, because that's, that's kind of some of the irritation I was experiencing before, and it had cleared up after that week, and then it was all of a sudden just out of nowhere, and I didn't know what it was until I started to put things together. I found out that um, on Sunday evening, that Sunday we spoke, my husband was, um, he was getting something out of our closet in our room. And I, I live in a, um, in, a, in a beach community, so there's a lot of moisture where we live. Mm. So we have those, I don't know if the people have heard of them, they're called damp rid. They're like these little buckets that absorb the water and, and there's chemicals in there that absorb the water. And I guess while he was pulling a box down from the upper shelf, it knocked this, this canister over and all of the stuff wow. went everywhere. And he cleaned it up, um, or he thought he cleaned it all up and turned out he didn't. And it was all over my clothes. Wow. And I didn't know. And so every time in the morning I'd wake up, I'd get dressed. And then I was getting all of these reactions and wheezing. And I didn't know what it was until finally, you know, he... I saw some of the debris. I'm like, what, what is this stuff? You know, and he told me what happened. And, and, um, so we had to clean the whole closet out, wash all of my clothes, everything in there. And then turned out we found mold in the back of the closet. Unbelievable. And, and I'm allergic to mold. That's something that's been an issue for me. And so it, in a way it, it was a week of feeling really awful and sick, unfortunately, and having massive headaches and, Normally, if that had happened and I was still smoking, though, I would have 
blamed it all on smoking. I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, I, I got to stop. I smoke too much. What am I doing to myself? Because I've, I've had that before where allergic reactions to things and I just thought it was the weed. You know, that was like the, to me, that was the obvious culprit. Um, but since I had taken it out for over a week at this point, I knew it wasn't that. Um, so anyhow, we, it was, a we figured it out. We had to clean everything now, clean out the mold, clean out all the dust. And, and I finally, things started to calm down for me and that, but it, it was another rough week cause I had massive headaches, like the headache pain and, and neck pain. And, um, and again, that was something that I would use marijuana for. I would, wow. even though this was like, a, I felt like it was like some kind of, um, you know, I can't think of the right word right now, but inflicting pain on myself, knowing that I have a headache and I thought, thought it was caused by marijuana, but then I would smoke more to take the headache away. And I think like, you know, I'd get down on myself for doing that, thinking I was just perpetuating the problem. So this gave me, a, a, you know, the opportunity to see you know, what really was the culprit. It wasn't the marijuana, you know, that actually was help. It did help with the headaches and stuff when I was in, encountering them in the past, you know, for whenever I'd get any kind of allergy flare up. Um, so we cleared that up. Things calmed down for me. I can breathe again. I'm not wheezing. <laughs> I don't have COVID, thankfully. <laughs> so it was just a, a pretty rough week and I, I didn't want to report back on my second week of, oh, okay, now this happened. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> so, but what, uh, I think something that was important to note, well, for me, cause again, I'm dreaming, lots of dreams are happening. And that week, uh, was about midweek. Um, I had this dream of, of like being like staying in this hotel, a big hotel, the many stories. And a lot of people were staying there temporarily like because we were sheltered there for whatever reason and then all of a sudden alarms went off and everybody had to leave and and so everyone was evacuating and i remember i left my room in a hurry and then i stopped it in the lobby and there was some guy directing people you know in the lobby to go out and i i looked at him and i said wait i forgot something i'm like can i go back up to my room and then he looked at me like straight in the eye and gave me this this like sinister look and said you're going to get stoned <laughs> and i and i was like taken aback like wait is that what i'm gonna do and then i looked at him and i said no no i'm not I'm, well my word is strong <laughs> and then i didn't i didn't go back to the room and i just left the building and continued moving on with all the other people and and i don't i don't know if that's what i had forgotten i don't remember it was just all the 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 clearest part of the dream was that looking that guy in the eyes and him accusing me of wanting to go get stoned. And, and I was, and I like reaffirmed I'm like, my, my, my word is strong. And since then I, that's kind of been my mantra <laughs> throughout my day. You know, like I don't continue to say I wholeheartedly swear. I just, when, when I feel like that urge, I just tell myself, I said, my, my word is strong. My word is strong. And yeah. And it's been working for me. And I've been noticing it's been helping me in other areas of my yeah. life too, even with work, you know, and things that were difficult for me to get done either because I forgot or I just didn't have the motivation to do it or, you know, say I'm going to do something and then I don't. And then that feeling of, you know, feeling bad because I didn't follow through with my word. Yeah. So it's helping me in, in all, you know, just little areas like sprinkled throughout my life. I, that yeah. I keep saying that my word is strong and then I'm following through and I'm doing that with my son. Well, you know, it was able to follow through with a consequence, um, which was, had been my biggest struggle where I would forget sometimes like, you know, I tell him, you got to turn your games off at this time or otherwise, you know, you're going to not get to play it for two days. And then I would forget, I'd lose track of time. So I'd go take a hit and I'd like a whole hour would go by. Then I'd realize, oh shit, I didn't, you know, I didn't follow through. And then yeah. I forgot. And th so this is that inconsistency that was really hard for me. Um, and so this time it, because I had that clarity and I, my word is strong. I wanted to stick with it. I promised myself that, you know, when that opportunity came up where I, you know, needed to give him a consequence, I, I would do it. And at one point he said to me, he's like, I don't understand. He's all before you didn't do that. Like, he's like, what? He's like, what's different? Why, how why is how old that... is he? How, how old is he? He'll be 11. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so yeah. he's conscious. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, I don't, I don't understand what's different. And then I just said, I go, because it's a new year. Well, this is a new year, new rules. You know, it's, it's all, you know, things are changing. And I said that you may, I may not have been, um, as consistent before or may not have followed, fellow followed through. Um, I go, but it's different now. And I said, so don't expect that same, that same behavior from me, you know, and, and, you know, so like I, he kind of gets it now. So he doesn't know why I don't need to tell him why, but no. he definitely noticed a difference, yeah. um, in my behavior and he's taking me more seriously and, um, being more respectful and, you know, and then I'm teaching him about honoring his word. You know, that, that's come up a lot too. You know, if you say yeah. you're going to turn your game off at this time, then you need to turn it off. Or yeah. if you say you're going to do this homework assignment, you know, so I just, now I'm adding it into, to his, his daily, uh, practice or yeah. things that he does. And so I just want to thank you for, for really mm. teaching that to me. I mean, it, it, it was something you know, that I kind of, you know, I knew of like having, you know, it's important to have your word and your integrity and follow through, but it was hard for me to really see that or to understand it and apply it until I started following your program. Mm. So I think that not only does it help, you know, with, with cannabis, taking a break from cannabis, but just in general, it can be applied in any area of your life. And so I think that I will take that with me going forward um, so th- thank you for, for that, that piece of knowledge. It's, it's a gift. So thank you. You're welcome. And, you know, I ha- so I have this group here in Israel. Uh, it's 13 people who have committed not to smoke for at least three weeks. And tomorrow is the meeting of the beginning of the second week of not smoking. So this, the, the end of the second week of the program. And one of the things that happened this week is that this woman was really struggling and we have a little WhatsApp group and she was writing in it. And, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I recorded a little video and I said, guys, you got to remember, this is not about cannabis. This is not about cannabis. This is about your word. This is about the strength of your word because cannabis is just what we're applying the word to, but it could be anything. And that's what this process is about. And there was so many people who replied, oh my God, it just clicked. It's just clicked for me. This is what it's about. It's about learning moderation because I have my word. That's the essence. That's the strength. And, you know, just like you, I'm, I'm using it in so many other areas of my life because once I got the hold of my use of cannabis and introduced moderation into my life, then the rest of this shit started floating, right? Yeah. I have this thing with my sleep. I say I'm going to wake up, you know, I'm going to go to sleep early because I really, you know, I didn't finish what I had to do today and I really wanted to, but I'm so, so tired. I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. and I'm going to do this and you know, because I got to go to work at whatever, 8, right? Mm-hmm. And 4 a.m., you know, the phone rings. Cause I gotta, I gotta wake up, you know, at the, the alarm clock and I just don't want to get out of bed. But what happened to yesterday? Where's my word? Right. And when I do that, when I actually say the word, then I don't have a choice. And over time, I don't even have to say that word. And this is what, what you were describing that, that is happening to you. Just that reminder that my word is strong. Next time I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I see a different person. I see a different person because I know who I am and I know what my word is worth. And when someone asks me something and I tell him, I know I'm good for it. And it changes my entire perspective of life. That's what people are starting to get, the people who are doing the program. And so thank you for, for sharing that with me. And your, your story with your child is, is, you know, it's, I mean, right there, the proof is in the pudding, right? It, and it's beautiful, so it makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. makes me happy. Now, I, I plan to also use that where I, I, I know with my physical ailments and things that I've been dealing with, I, I need to make some changes or do something kind of like a fast or something I'm going to do to just kind of, you know, 
jumpstart my system and try to get more on a healthier track. And that had been difficult for me too. And I realized it was the same thing where I had put myself on these, these strict diets of no, this, 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 or that, you know, like cutting out all allergens and like basically eating like nothing, the same thing every day to where I realized my inner child was like, fuck this. Like the next time I <laughs> ate something unhealthy, it was like, no, we're going to, we're not going back to that diet, you know? And it would, then my inner child would just take over because, yeah. you know, it was the same thing, like with the marijuana, like if you don't have that agreement between the inner child and the inner adult and that understanding, then they're going to, you know, one of them's going to take over and it's not going to be a pleasant situation for either depending yeah. on, you know, so there has to be that harmony and that, that agreement and, and yeah. that conversation. And so, I plan to use this 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 same method when I you know get to that point, um, and I'll use my my word for for that to, to yeah. follow through with yeah. doing a fast, which I think will help me and and um, you know we'll see we'll, where that goes because I, I do want to overcome a lot of these ailments so that I don't have to rely on marijuana for them because yeah. I like I, I sleeping is still hard for me you know I'm still having a struggle with sleeping i still mm. have the sleep paralysis thing happening from time to time oh Actually, wow it happened again last night um and i still have difficulty falling asleep and i did write the note and you know and i put it in my pillow and, and i i've said said the words to to my subconscious um but the, there's a lot of factors and and also i i changed some things trying to do you know sleep hygiene i i stopped watching TV past nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, instead, uh, I start reading with my son. That's a new thing we started when well, we started doing again. I used to a long time ago, but every night we're reading a, a book together that we're both into and he's not looking at a screen. I'm not looking at a screen. And now my goal is to be in bed before 10 o'clock before I, I would wait. Everyone would go to sleep. I'd go downstairs and get my my vaporizer out and, and I would just smoke and then watch TV sometimes till like midnight. And like thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? You know, and but it was just a habit. Um, so I don't do that anymore. And I like that, that I, I have control over it. So yeah, that has helped somewhat. But um, other factors like I last night, I had a song stuck in my head, I get like a, something looping over and over yeah. and over, it drives me crazy. And I and I want to be able to stop that. But if I had smoked, it would just take my mind off to somewhere yeah. else. I'd forget the song and then I'd basically, you know, drift off to sleep. Um, but without that, I start to get frustrated. Um, and mm. I, you know, so that's something I'd, I'd like to know, like learn about the, you know, how to help the subconscious mind to, you know, to, to tell it to stop. Like, I don't want to hear this song anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but yeah. So, so, so let's, let's give it a shot. So the sleep paralysis, um, you put the note and it didn't work. It's still happening. Interesting. And how often does it happen? Um, it's not like every night it, it's happens. Well, so far it's happened twice since this break. So mm. it, um, yeah, twice in the last three weeks. Is it happening more or less than it did before? Um, it seems to happen mainly if I sleep on my back. Um, okay. So I also have neck issues and I try, I struggle getting comfortable, you know, with my I have pain, pain in my neck. So I, I toss and turn. And then when I sleep on my back, it doesn't hurt my neck as much, but then I, it, I get this sleep paralysis. And yeah. So then I end up having to sleep on my side. Okay. I, I also, when I sleep on my back, I also have some issues. So that could be related. Um, Interesting, but sleep paralysis is strictly a subconscious thing. And I'm just super interested in, to know how it's the first time I hear that a note and saying the words didn't work. Did it happen to you that you said the words before you went to sleep? And during that night that you said the words, um, you had sleep paralysis? No, I mean, I did. I said the words one time. I didn't, it's not like I'm okay. saying it every night. I wrote it all out. Yeah. Everything I wanted to say, I said it out loud before bed and I folded yeah. it up and I put it inside my pillowcase and I know it's there. Yeah. Um, so I, it, but I, you know, so I know it's there. I know what it says. I know what I, I want from it, but the, this, this thing with the sleep paralysis and it's always a, a scary situation. It's yeah. not like I just, I can't move, but it's like something's coming to get me or something's happening. Yeah. And 
you know, and that, and that's what freaks me out so much, you know, because I, it seems so real in that moment. Of I course. feel like I'm awake of and course. then I wake up and I'm like, oh, that yeah. wasn't even happening. I want you to try and say the words anyway. It's like, um, um, people with schizophrenia, mm -hmm. one of the things that people with schizophrenia can do, and some of them get it, some of them like, you know, they, they actually get that they can do it. And some of them don't even try because they, they don't even know. And, you know, I, I posted something online and somebody got back to me and said, oh my God, I never tried it. But it's, it's you know, schizophrenia is when the subconscious creates some kind of an imaginary um, uh, inner sense that just seems real. So there is either a visual hallucination or a sound hallucination and it just sounds so real. And when it actually happens, if you tell the mindness, uh, you know, the feminine mind, the, the subconscious, well, I don't like to call her the subconscious because it's such a washed up term. Um, so I'm gonna, just gonna use the term mindness. Um, if you tell her stop, she stops. But after like 20, 30 seconds, she goes back and does it again. I'm talking about with people with schizophrenia. And with everybody, it's different, but then they have to say it again, and they have to say it again. The mindness has to be trained. She's like a dog after a bone, and she's doing things out of habit. And if you tell her, I do not want you to give me sleep paralysis, don't do it. Wake me up, but don't give me sleep paralysis. The 99% of the chances, she's not going to do it. But if you say it, and then a few nights after, you know, even though you have the note, um, I want you to say it. And I want you to pay attention if it ever happens when you actually said it. I sometimes do it before I go to yoga in COVID times. When I get to the studio, I, you know, I sneeze a lot. I'm kind of an allergic person. It's enough that there's a scented candle or somebody put some kind of a deodorant or something, which people do before they go to yoga then I'll smell it and boom, I start sneezing. And in COVID times, when you sneeze, everybody looks at you as if you're sick. Right. And so before I go in, I say, I do not want you, like, I'm not going to be sneezing until I come out. No sneezing, no coughing until I come out. And I, I can tell you, you know, it's like I go to yoga two, two to three times a week. It's been once, once I can remember that I said it and I sneezed. And even then, um, I can't remember specifically what was the situation. I think I forgot to say it and I started, you know, I felt the sneeze and I said, no sneezing until after yoga, but it was already like, you know, in the process. Already started, yeah. So, so give it a shot. Okay, it's worth and a shot. Say, saying it out loud is more powerful or saying it in your mind or does it matter? Yeah, say it out loud because what happens when we say it through the body, the subconscious, the mindness, operates the body. The physical reality is an illusion, Don. I know it's hard to believe, but it is. It's an illusion. Yeah. When you lose consciousness, reality disappears. When you fall asleep, reality disappears. What is reality if not the five senses harmonizing together to create some kind of a reality? Why is it so hard to believe that reality is an illusion if, if, if we disable the senses, reality disappears? And it's like, oh, how can reality be an illusion if everybody experiences the same one? Well, you know, we can go into explanation of why, but, you know, this is a whole different conversation and it's probably not for this particular podcast, but reality is an illusion that is created by this side of our mind that is called the mindness, the, the, we can call her the subconscious. We can't see her. It's sort of like the other side of a coin. You know, if you're the face of a coin, there's one thing, it doesn't matter how you're gonna turn that coin, throw it around, give it to people, there's one thing that face on the coin is not, never gonna be able to see, and that's the other side of the coin. And that's kind of how the mindness works. It's the other side. I don't know if you come from uh, a religious background, grew up Christian or whatnot, but in, uh, in scripture it says 
וראית את פניי, את אחוריי, וראית את אחוריי ופניי לא ראו. You, you could see my back, but my face you cannot see. You know, God speaks. And it's, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor to how the subconscious works. You can only see the illusion. Now, she creates the illusion of the physical body. And so when we speak or when we write, what happens, she knows, she feels it. When we just say the words in our mind, then all you're doing is operating the masculine side of the mind. That's the part in red. It says in Hebrew, so you can't understand. But the, there's a chance if you just say it in your mind's words, right, in your mind's ear, if you just say it, there's a chance it doesn't go through her. If you speak it, it has to, because she ha has to operate your lips. She has to operate your tongue. She has to operate it. The speaking is a union of the two minds. And if you do it with emotions, she understands it. If you just like, um, yeah, don't give me sleep paralysis tonight, kind of say it, you know, sort of like let it roll off the tongue and you don't really focus on it, then, you know, it's, it's an automatic response, sort of like scratching. But if you say it with emotion, I do not want you to give me sleep paralysis. It scares me. I want you to stop again and again every night. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, the hotel thing, I want to go back to it. Um, did we speak about dream interpretation? I used to teach dream interpretation. We touched upon it. Yeah, we, yeah. we have um, lately. <laughs> one of my favorite things to teach, by the way. The, every time you dream, in, there's a house of some sort. A house symbolizes life. And so when I used to dream about my parents' house, it's like, oh, it's my old life, my old ego, my old way of operating. When I dream about uh, the new place with which I live or a place I don't know, it's potentially a new house. When we dream about a hotel, it always signifies uh, a, a transition of sort. Our life is in transition. Mm -hmm. And so... You're, you're obviously in transition. You're doing a program that is changing your life in many ways. And you've changed a behavior that is, you know, has been rooted in you for many years. And you, you're doing something to change it. So you're dreaming a lot, which is awesome because your subconscious, um, the mindness, communicates via dreams. Everything in a dream is a metaphor. Everything. If you dream about your mother, it's not really your mother. It's what your mother represents in your own psyche. And so I want to ask you, what does this man represent? Was he, did he look like someone? Do you know him? Is he just a random individual? Can you remember his face? Give me anything. What I remember the most was his eyes, and his eyes were bloodshot red, like he was stoned. So that was like, oh. you know, so like, like he was accusing me. That's, that's what I was going to do. But yet he looked like he had already done that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's what I remember. I don't remember much of else of what he looked like, but just the, the eye connection mm -hmm. that we had when he was saying that to me and that feeling of like, is that really what I want to do? You know, like I questioned it. And yeah. then I did. And then I came back with, no, my word is strong. And, you know, and that was, and then I felt like by proving to him, I didn't go back up to my room yeah. to go see what it was I wanted to get. I was just like, whatever it is, it's not important. Mm. I'm going to go, you know? Mm. And that was that, that was the feeling I had in that dream. The masculine side of us symbolizes the part of the mind that speaks. Um, we spoke about the fact it's a little hard for me to remember how much of my uh, theory of how the mind works you're familiar with. Um, so, so I don't know how much to go into it, but you, you know, can go in. I'm, I'm pretty familiar. Okay. So the book I published, you know, I'm saying that for the listeners for the book I published and you know, it's called consciousness polarization theory, um, masculine mind, feminine mind, the masculine mind is voluntary. We operate it. And that's the mind that speaks. That's the mind that travels in time. The feminine mind is the mind that is stationary in time, but travels in space. It creates our illusion of space. 
And so the masculine mind creates the speech. This guy, it was a guy, it was masculine, it represents something in your psyche, potentially represents the part of your mind that says, that gives the idea of like, I want to smoke. Every time we want to smoke, every time we think about it, we use words. Two days ago, I had a bitch of a day. Uh, it was Friday night. You know, I, I so wanted to smoke, you know, but I wanted to smoke as an idea. It came as an idea, as words. And I was like, oh, it's Friday night. Why can't I smoke? Well, because I've decided I'm not smoking for almost six months, you know, and because I want to write a book. And if I know if I'm going to, it's just, it's not even an option. And so kick that thought out of my head. But it's the masculine side of the mind that brings the narrative. It brings it because I remember something because of habit, whatever, but it brings it. And you looked at it right straight in the eyes and said, my word is strong. I'm not going to do it. No, I, you know, I said, I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to smoke. And so it's, it's just interesting to me uh, how dreams, you know, there's always something. I, I, I just love it. I just love it. Um, um, too bad you don't I remember a, what he looks like. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do. I think I have a, 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 but I don't know if I could put it into words. You know how dreams are so obscure sometimes that yeah. it's just hard to piece it together. But like I said, what I remember the most were his eyes. That was the most intense part of it. Um, but I, I did have another dream last night that yeah. was not similar, but a same on the same topic where I was like tempted again. Um, and in the dream, I, I was at nighttime. I had my son in the car with me. We were looking for something. I don't, I don't know what it was, but I went into this house. I told my son, wait in the car. And then I went into this house and there's a lot of people in there. I didn't know most, or actually, I don't think I knew any of them, but there was one person in there that I think, I think represented an old dealer of someone that I used to buy weed from kind of had, I don't know if it was him or, but that was like what he represented. And then, and they're in there and they're about to smoke and they're like, Hey, you want to smoke some weed? And then, and instead of like that feeling of like panic of like, uh, you know, like I did in that other dream, it was like, no, I don't do that anymore. I just, it was like, right. casually was like, no, I don't do that anymore. And, <laughs> and I said it twice. And then I left, I walked out of the house and I wow. got back in the car with my son and was like, okay, let's go. It's not here. Yeah. You know? And that was, you know, amazing. That was just amazing. last night. You know, dreams, many times dreams give us the opportunity to feel something that we don't really want to experience in real life uh, or that we prefer not to experience in real life. Our subconscious, the mindness serves us. She knows that we have a particular desire. You have a desire not to smoke weed anymore, at least at this particular point in time. And... You know, at some point we'll get towards the end of your 12 weeks, we'll get to a point where we start building, rebuilding the habit so that you, if you choose to, you'll be able to reintroduce it to your life as something, you know, just like an adult can have a drink every once in a while. And that's okay. We'll get there when we get there. But in the meanwhile, she knows you're serious because you're doing it. Two nights ago, no, not two nights ago. Was it last night? Last night. It was last night. I had a dream and it happens to me a lot, sort of like a motif for me, sort of like you with the, no, I don't smoke anymore. Um, and in my dream, I actually smoked. And I remember smoking, it was like a half a joint. And then my girlfriend in the dream tells me, did you smoke? And I said, no, no, I lied to her in the dream because I felt embarrassed, which I don't do. I, I just don't lie. I have horrible memory, so I never lie. Right. Because if you want to lie, you have to have really good memory. And I just like, you know, I'm a man with no secrets. I, I just don't like lying. And in the dream, I was lying to her and I felt horrible. And I felt even more horrible about the fact that I smoked because I was like, fuck, I forgot that I took a vow and I just broke my vow because I forgot. And then I woke up and the feeling of relief that I had that I didn't really smoke, that it was a dream, was so big, was so like, ah, that it reminded me how much I prefer not to smoke right now and how much it's important to me to keep my word. Because the only way to have felt the relief 
was to actually feel in the dream as if I broke my word, which is not something I want to happen in real life. So dreams have that way of allowing us to feel something that otherwise we, we don't want in real life. And we, we know then how much, you know, how we're going to handle it. You know, it reminds me of uh, uh, this book I read once about dreaming and about this guy uh, who was, or this woman who was um, an ice skater. And she ended up having lucid dreams in, in which she's skating and it actually helped her get better. Like she was literally learning how to skate in her dreams. I, I know it's, you know, I'm, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lucid dreaming had, is a whole I've, new, I've had you know. a few lucid dreamings, like not for very long, but I have experienced that and it, it was pretty cool, but yeah. it, it's not something that happens often. Me neither. Not my forte. I have to say, because the second I get that it's a lucid dream, I get too excited and then I wake up. <laughs> Um, while we're still on the topic of dreams, if, can I ask a, another question going Please. back to last night with the sleep paralysis? Because um, that was happening. I was finally falling asleep after about two hours of wait, you know, trying, tossing and turning. And it was in that moment where I was drifting off into sleep. And that's usually when it happens. Yeah. And I felt and I heard actually I couldn't move, but I heard like stomping of some sort first i'm like is it an earthquake is it you know i thought maybe an earthquake but i heard like these loud footsteps coming which i thought was it my son coming from his room to my room but stomping closer and closer and closer until it got to the side of my bed usually wow. what my son does like when he has a bad dream he'll run in and you know come to my side of the bed but this was like a loud like a you know like stomping of like something that seemed scary and i remember i couldn't move and i couldn't see and I felt a presence there mm. and all I can do, like took everything from me to just like reach my hand out to touch my, my husband. And, and then, and I like made a, a noise and um, then he realized, oh yeah, there we go again. So he woke, woke me up, Wow! Uh, but it, it seemed so real. I just said, I go, was there a stomping or was there an earthquake or was there any sound? And he said, no, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And cause he was actually awake. Um, and, and so, like I said, that's where it's always like that feeling of there's something there watching me. There's something close to me and I can't move and I can't escape it. Um, and I even have mm. had times where it, I felt things touch me and like that felt real. And mm. then I wake up and there's nothing there. And Yeah, there's something that comes to me as you say it. First of all, I get the goosebumps. And the reason I get the goosebumps is because it's fucking scary what you're describing. <laughs> and is. I just want to acknowledge how scary it is. Like I want to, I, I hear you and I want you to know, I know how scary it is. I had what you were describing a few times um, in Arabic, which I don't know how to speak, but they have a term for it, um, which of course now I regret saying because I, 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 I always forget what it's called, but it's called like the something genie. There is a, they, they call it the genie because what you're describing is, 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 is it's a known phenomena. You, you fall asleep and I mean, you're sort of half asleep. Your body is completely frozen and you literally think that somebody is next to you or sometimes some people experience it sitting on their chest, somebody sitting on their stomach, not to create a narrative of something that I've you'll had that happen. Yeah. Oh, you had that. There you go. I've had a lot, of, a lot of scary ones. I yeah. know that, that that most people would think like yeah. really that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it's described in in books and you know all, all that stuff. But as you were talking, look, I, I don't know what your level of of belief in um, um, metaphysical phenomena in you know beyond Very this world. <laughs> What's that? I said I'm very open-minded. Uh, okay. So there's. <laughs> um, so, in in a house I once lived, uh, I had a dog that was kind of like half psychic, you know, one of you know, sort of like half uh, autistic actually, and uh, you know, sometimes he just like he would stop and he wouldn't pass through a door. Or, for example, he'll stop in the middle of the room and wouldn't wouldn't want to go forward. And like, you know, like, you know, and sometimes he'll walk into the house and he'll go into the crates 
and like sniff to like as if he's telling some something something you know and this one time we brought uh, a woman a psychic to the house because a lot of people it was a really old house um, and a lot of people told us, well, you know, there's spirits in that house, you know, there's spirit. And we're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then, you know, we had a party and this guy comes and, you know, he says, well, I, I just want you to know, you know, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who can see spirits. And I don't know if you know, but there is a spirit who's sitting on the mantle and he's, you know, he's, he has a mustache and he's wearing like these checkered, you know, sort of like, like this type of thing, like this checkered shirt. And we're like, you fucking kidding? Uh, like, really? Seriously? He was like, yeah, I can see him right now. And we're like, okay. And then a few, a few weeks later, we speak to our next door neighbor. And she's like, well, yeah, your house is known. We told her about this. And we, we didn't say anything specific. And she says, well, your house is known for that. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's known that one of the spirits that still lives in this house is this guy who used to live here, who used to do poker parties. And he was super famous. Like he invited, he used to invite the governor of Idaho to his house and he used to do um, uh, parties. And he always used to wear this checkered shirt. And when she said that, like she didn't know, we didn't tell her. When she right. said that, like I had all these goosebumps, right? And I was like, you, you're kidding me. And then this woman was staying in our house. She was dog sitting and she was telling us the same thing. You know, do you know there's, you didn't tell me there's spirits in your house. You know, this old guy with a mustache. Okay, fine. So this, this psyche comes and we tell her, Listen, our dog, you know, behaves. She's like a dog psychic. There's dog psychics, apparently, in the world. And uh, she comes and, you know, she does what she does with the dog. And, you know, we, we let her be. And then she tells us, well, listen, I'm done. And so, so what do you do? She said, well, there were four spirits in your house. One of them lives here and he's still here. He's an older man. But there's three others that I told them to go away and they went away. And I told uh, the guy that stayed, I said, stop bothering the dog because I know you're bothering the dog. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you something, Don, since that day, and you can call my wife, I can give you her phone number. You can call her and ask her. But since that day, our dog, Benji, her completely different dog, completely different dog. Like he used to be so scared in the house doesn't want to go upstairs, doesn't want to come downstairs. Since that day, like nothing. It was unbelievable. It was really unbelievable. And there was only one room, you know, he would still, and that was the room in which the psychic said, she said, I'm giving, it was the guest room. She said, I'm giving you that, poor guests, right? I'm giving you that room. You hang out there whenever there's no guests. That's where you're hanging out. And that's the only room that the dog wouldn't go into. And so I'm telling you all this because sometimes when, and specifically me, when I had that sleep paralysis, I had that same thing happen. I, I lied in bed and now that you remind me, I was also on my back, which is interesting. And I felt like there was a being, I guess I have goosebumps as I speak it because I, I, I remember the feeling, it was horrible. I felt like there was somebody in the room and I felt like he was sitting on the bed and, and I'm trying to move my head, I'm trying to look at it and I can't. It's a horrible feeling. It, I know. Horrible. I know, horrible. it's happened to me a number of times. Um, you know, I've seen the, the shadow people, I don't know if you've heard of, of them, uh, mm. and the man in the hat. In the trench coat, I, I actually I I looked it up and I found other people had similar experiences. Mm. So before I even like, so again, it's not something that I looked up and then later had the dream. It's like I had the dreams or the paralysis and saw these things. So then I looked online and seen seeing that other people had similar encounters with these beings. I will mm. call them beings, mm. but um, yeah, twice I've been touched by them. Like phys like it felt like someone yeah. was touching me and I couldn't move yeah. and and I 
one of the times I had to, you know, and I'm not super religious, but I did have a, a Christian background and, um, and I just said what my grandmother always told me to say, if, if I'm feeling like there's evil around me, you know, just to say three times, um, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave this house. That was, that was what she, and I just, I said it three times, you know, and, and then I felt like it was gone. And then later I got sage and <laughs> burned yeah. my sage and rose water and yeah. did everything that I thought would, would help clear evil spirits out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a scary thing. And like I said, it doesn't happen to me when I'm smoking marijuana. Like it's, it's maybe one time I think it I may have been while I was smoking. I don't know, but usually they, when, anytime I take a break from it, they start again. It's not every night, but it's like, you know, I even went to a, a medium, um, <laughs> and to find out like, what are these things? Like, do yeah. you, you know, to, to ask questions. Cause I was a little desperate wanting to know. And she was telling me, I said, why did, why don't they not bother me when I'm high or, you know, smoking versus when I'm not. And she was a little, a little out there and was saying that it was, she was kind of going in the realm of aliens um, and saying that, you know, that uh, when I'm smoking, my, my body's not clear, my mind's not clear. So they, they can't work with me. And that when I'm not smoking, then I'm clear. I don't know if that's true. I'm, I, you know, take it with a grain of salt, mm. but that was kind of what she had told me. Um, although other than that, I don't have an explanation mm. of why it, it's, you know, marijuana keeps them away, keeps, yeah. the, keeps the boogeyman away. <laughs> so let's try to break it down. Cause um, you used to smoke sativa more than indica, correct? Yeah. Well, I would kind of both sativa the daytime, indica at night. Cause indica it, at night. Okay. So I did both or hybrids, just yeah. kind of whatever I can have. I yeah. Interesting. Um, the only explanation I, I can come up with is that um, when we smoke cannabis, we essentially impact the function of the thinking mind, the mind that travels in time. And in order to have sleep paralysis, the mind has to be awake. It's the body that's still asleep. And when we smoke cannabis, specifically indica, what we're doing is we're slowing down the thinking mind, sometimes to a point where it's dysfunctional. And especially when after the high is, you know, is gone, there is always a pendulum of sort and the mind is kind of not clear. It's just not, not working that well. And we can't really carry a narrative. And in order to, to have sleep paralysis like that, we have to carry a narrative. We have to, it's like, oh, wow, there's somebody in the room. Something's happening. We carry a narrative. And it could be, it could be that because you were smoking, your mind was, just wasn't that clear. So even something would come, it would immediately go away, so on and so forth. Could be. I don't know. I'm just kind of raising a theory here. Um, another possibility is the vibration. Cannabis changes the vibration uh, of, I mean, if, if the reality is actually an illusion, the only thing that there is is actually light particles that are vibrating at a particular frequency. And they have a specific density. The more dense they are, the more material we can see, we can sense. And cannabis changes the frequency with which we perceive reality. And yes, there could be a situation that when we smoke cannabis, there is frequencies that we no longer have access to. But there's also frequencies that we do have access to that we don't have access to when we don't smoke. But when you smoke before you go to bed, by the time you're, um, I'm assuming that the sleep paralysis is usually when you wake up, not just before you fall asleep, right? It's in that drifting off to sleep where I still oh. think I'm awake. Like I'm laying there tossing and turning, trying, mm. to, trying to sleep. And then all of a sudden it starts happening and I think I'm awake. And, right. and then, I, then I realize, oh, I, I, I was, I was falling, finally falling okay. asleep and now I'm awake again, okay. but so, it has happened to me in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. the scariest one that happened to me was like about, you know, the three o'clock middle, mm. middle of the night. And, and it was cause I had woken up, I guess, or yeah. It, yeah. That, and I always on your back, experience. right? Yeah. On yeah. my back. 
and also to, something to note though this is kind of it, it i don't know if it runs in the family but it happened to my grandmother it happened to my mom mm. and it happened to me i don't know yeah. if anyone else in the, the family yeah. experiences it but um yeah I, I, it's just something that and it's and it's not always you know in my same house it's happened to me when i was a child it's happened to me when i've been on the other side of the world it's it's just you know yeah. but it's without fascinating um you know i i i i wouldn't rule it out i would before you go to bed it's your house and you can communicate with these beings if it is beings um which could be a possibility what happens when we're in that state before we fall asleep it's a state where we can access um vibrations you know we we can give it all kind of names we call it the astral world you know the world in between and so potentially if there's beings in the house that are in that particular realm then you can speak to them and you can say so you can say whatever works for you if it's in the name of jesus christ you know like say it three times do a little sage get out of this room you are not welcome in this room I do not allow you to be in this room and do some sage to kind of circle like in the doorway and clear them out and and see if that helps. Um, if it's indeed beings, then speaking to your subconscious might work because what you can say to your subconscious, I, I don't want you to allow me to get to that state where my body is asleep but my mind is awake. If my body's asleep, I want my mind to be asleep as well. There has to be that joint, you know, that joint operation. And she has the power to do that, okay? Because she's the one who puts your body to sleep. And so you can tell her, do not put my body to sleep until my mind is gone, okay? Okay. And so do these two things and see what happens. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I... The little I can do is to acknowledge how scary it is, how scary yeah. it is. And um, another thing I'm going to say, which happened to me once, uh, I tried once. It's a technique I tried once. There's nothing that these beings can do to you. Nothing. And so next time it happens, if it happens, I want you to lean into the fear I know it's scary, but I want you to lean into it and be like, okay, I'm here. You're here. I can't see you. You're touching me. You're next to me. I want you to go away. I'm not scared of you. I'm not. I know there's nothing you can do to me. And I'm asking you to go away and just calm down like start breathing because what happens to us in that state is that we freak out we literally freak out and the risk with freaking out is that then it's just like a schizophrenic attack because our mind creates a narrative and the mindness creates an experience based on that narrative and so we think oh my god what if it touches us boom we feel the touch Okay, oh, what if it's going to do something to us? Boom, we feel like it's starting to do something to us. And so the goal is to quiet the mind and to remember that there's nothing that these beings can do to you. Even if you sense them, there's nothing that they can do to you. Okay, and so I wish I had better, you know. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I'll overcome it. It's just, it, I just, I hate it when it happens. I'm glad it's not every night. It's just, you know, so far it's only been twice since the, this yeah. break. Um, hopefully, you know, my, I've, I've gone, well, I've smoked, I've smoked most of the time. I'm going to say I've gone a long spans without it, but I'm always looking back. It's during the times when I've taken a break and they start again. And it's just, uh, they don't yeah. like that feeling. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you have nine more weeks and let's try to let's try to see if we can uh i don't know say we say we meet again in two weeks sure yeah and let's try to see if we can go two weeks without having those do the ritual both of them say to your subconscious do not let my body fall asleep before my mind 
is asleep. And do the ritual with the sage and clearing the, the bedroom and saying, you're not welcome in here um, while I'm asleep. I do not allow you to come in here while I'm asleep. And let's see. Let's see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. I just remembered one last thing about the while laying on your back versus on your side. Uh, something that I recall here reading or hearing about at one point was because you're more open, like your heart's open, like your energy centers are are more open so you're more receptive versus when you're on your side things are closed up um, yeah i'm not sure if that there's anything to that but I, like i said it's always when i'm on my back yeah there's two things that happen when we're on our back that are potentially related first of all each time when you're sleeping on your side um i don't know if you know that from yoga but when we switch to our side after a few minutes the nostril that is I think the nostril that is up is going to you're going to start breathing from it and if you switch to the other side after x amount of time the the other nostril is going to you're going to start breathing from not that nostril which means there there is a particular switch in the way we process the air when we're on one of our sides okay mm -hmm. now when we're sleeping on our back in theory both nostrils can be open and when both nostrils can be open, now we're going to talk in um, Hinduism terminology. When, the, when, when only one nostril is open, then only the Ida or the Pingala, which is the two channels of energy that are weaving through our energy centers, you know, the, the, these are the two channels that are braiding into one another. And every place they meet, there's an energy centers there's an energy center so they weave into each other uh, seven times essentially and they call in the uh, eastern tradition the ida and the pingala the pingala is the masculine the ida is the feminine the both of them weaving together is called the shushumna which is the central energy channel when we're sleeping on our back the energy passes in both of them and so the frequencies that we're that we're receptive to are a lot more a, a greater essentially because there's a particular union in the breath that we take in and we're, we're more open literally to various frequencies the other thing that happens when we lie on our back is that sometimes uh, we uh, we can get sleep apnea you know when i lie on my back sometimes uh, it's almost like I fall asleep, and the second I start falling asleep, it's like, you know, it's like I'm almost choking. And so, oh, I have to lie on my back in order for that not to happen. And when we choke, there is, there is something that happens. If we get to that point, when we don't quite choke, but there's an abstraction of the breathing, then potentially we can get into that in-between state. The body falls asleep. The mind, the mind doesn't. And so, potentially. Another thing you can do is put a pillow behind your neck just to elevate the, the head a little bit, you know, like a higher pillow, or maybe just raise the back of your, um, the, the, you know, just your back an and, and, and the head. And that can potentially uh, help with that. But, you know, we're getting into like minor theories and I say, let's stick into only two uh, actions because otherwise we're not going to know what prevented it. Right. Um, let's stick into the, the sage ritual and saying the words and uh, telling your subconscious not to do it. And if that works, then we're going to eliminate one of them and see which one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try that because... Yeah. I I don't want to experience it anymore, so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll start making a ritual every night to see see if it helps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and do it with faith, and do it with uh, um, right. with um, conviction, conviction, and strength, yeah. and strength. Mm -hmm. It's like just tell them you're not welcome in this room while I'm sleeping. It's yeah. no, and if you're gonna keep coming, I'm gonna bring somebody to kick you out of this house. You know, and um, I had one particular case where some I said something like that, and it worked. Um, in that same house, 
I literally, for me, when I would smoke cannabis, I would feel the presence of, of these beings, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, you know, I just felt it. It, it was in the room. And I told it, get out, get out. And it didn't go out. And I said, if you're not going to go out of this room right now, I will have you kicked out. Do not fucking mess with me. And it just disappeared. Now, you can say it was in my mind or not. It doesn't matter. It worked, right? Right. right. So, yeah. Um, All right. I'll be more stern. Yes, (laughs) exactly. That's what I'm saying. Be stern. Put my foot down. (laughs) Yeah, put your foot down. Um, All right. Any other things you want to report on the no cannabis anything you feel in terms of your memory in terms of your um yeah. work uh, my memory has been good i like having the the clarity um you know not having that that the the, the downside the next morning is is nice yeah and i've just i've been more productive um and I, I did make a list. I can't remember everything on the list, but all of the, the benefits, but a lot was, you know, working with my son and, and following through with things and going to bed early and yeah. cutting back on TV and not looking at my cell phone right before bed. And just, some, you know, some of those things. Um, I just, I do still have some devices in my room that, you know, maybe that could be interfering as well. But um, yeah, if I can also get my husband to stop snoring, that would be a big help too. Because <laughs> that, that wakes me up sometimes. I'm a very light sleeper. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a lot of factors, and I'm going to continue to work through them. Um, but I'm still going to stay strong. My my word is strong. Your <laughs> so word is strong. So I'm not going to resort back to to smoking yeah. marijuana yeah. just yet. Um, because I don't want that to be the time when I do, you know, for me, I want to use it when I go back to it. I want to use it for like painting or music for to the creative yes. side of me. I think that's where I'll benefit from it most. Um, and then I won't have to worry so much of the, the next day uh, hangover from it or whatever occurs. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and also if I am going to be on, on a, not a strict diet, I don't want to tell my inner child it's going to be strict, but if I do want to follow through with some kind of, uh, fast of some sort to help. It's hard to do when you're smoking weed because you get the yes. munchies and you know yes. it's all over at that yeah. point. <laughs> um, I do want to say something about fasting. I know you have to go, right? Yeah, yeah, you, I do. Yeah. My, my husband is on my yeah. ear any minute. All right, so me, but, so but, we'll but, talk yeah. about it next time. But I just want you to know, I've fasted for two weeks, water only, and it has cleared major illnesses that I had. Um, okay. but it's not something I recommend. It wasn't easy. Yeah. So, I, that doesn't sound easy. No. I, I'm going to find something that I feel will, will, will be realistic for me yes. that I think I could follow through, yeah. but that's but, the, the goal is to, to cleanse, you know, cleanse everything and make sure that, that there's nothing that I'm doing or putting into my body that is, is making me feel this way. So yeah. I have to cut everything out to discover yeah. that. I just put it out there so that you'll know that it's something I'm, I'm familiar with in case you want um, information. All right. Not, not that I'm an expert, but <laughs> I have fasted. So yeah. Okay. It's amazing. Sounds good. All right. Well, Don, thank you so much for your feedback and for, uh, your, um, passion and for all that you do. And I'm just fascinated to see where your journey is going to take you. And I'm honored to be uh, walking, uh, alongside you in this, in this adventure that you're doing. It's changing you. I can tell it's changing you. It is. And I thank you, too, for, for being there for me and helping me through this and your time and your wisdom. I really, really, truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
生。